0: Good afternoon everybody my name is Emiliano Tristan and today we will be interviewing Marcel Guerra Marcel is a good friend of mine but most importantly he's a teacher Um, I wanted to get his perspective on what it's like being a teacher during these times and I also wanted to ask him uh, his opinion about the teacher shortage and so let's get right into it how's it going good how are you I am great so well we can get started go ahead man could you please introduce yourself
1: okay so i just introduced myself my name and stuff yeah all right Uh, my name is marcel guerra okay hello marcel um what is your job title i'm an eighth grade math and science teacher and i also teach project lead the way
0: oh nice right on um could you tell me a little
1: more about that uh that program Project Lead the Way? Yes. Um, so it's just like, it, they're, they're like enrichment courses. It's an elective. Um, and there's a variety of courses. It's to STEM students' interest in like the f- world of STEM, I guess you could say, um, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. So there's a big variety of courses. I teach currently right now. This year I did medical detectives, but I've done in the past automation, robotics, design, and modeling. And I'm also doing flight in space. So you have to get... It's like its own curriculum. You have to get kind of like certificated to teach it. You got to do trainings during the summer to get the certificate. So it's really cool. It's like um, the kids who go through it really have like this interest in like the world of engineering and stuff once they're done with it. So um, I really enjoy it.
0: Nice. No, that's awesome. That sounds like a really cool program. Um, I forgot where, but I read somewhere that says that um, every young child is inherently a scientist, but as, you know, they begin to learn, like, they just lose that uh, curiosity and interest in learning, which is kind of sad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, we kind of box them into this little, like, you know, you have these limited options to choose from. Um, And we don't necessarily tell them that, right? It's just, that's the way the schooling system kind of does it. Right. So they end up, either they like school or they don't. Um, because they don't feel that it really teaches them things that they want to learn about. And so this kind of gives them like this cool little outlet where they can really kind of explore and be scientists, just how you said, like be the scientists that they really are, you know, like the curiosity that we have as kids and even as adults, you know, that curiosity that we have about things, but we're not really able to build off of. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, we just, uh, shoot, I don't know why, but for some reason we lose it. Um, Sad, like I said. Have Hold you on. heard about the shortage of teachers in California? Um, what, can you, what can you tell me about that?
1: So, I, I mean, we haven't really heard it. I guess you could say, like, we, we're not, like, in the loop. Like, they haven't told us as teachers, like, hey, there's a shortage. Um, so, I mean, I've heard through, like, news and stuff that there's a shortage of teachers. But that's basically um, what I've heard about it. It's not much. Um, right, just just ongoing, like we always hear, like there's a shortage, you know what I mean? Right.
0: Okay, well, um, I have the statistic that uh, in 2017 through 2018, California issued 1300 intern credentials, permits and vouchers. Mm-hmm. That's mainly the, that's kind of what people go off of when they talk about the shortage is mm-hmm. basically we don't have people who are
1: fully certified to be teachers. In your opinion, why is that? Um, I think just like the increasing demand of what is being asked of teachers. So, um, and that's just to name like one thing. Uh, When I first started teaching, I was also an intern, which is funny because, I mean, that's totally applicable applicable to me. (laughs) Like that's who I am. I came in, didn't have, all I had was some C sets, (laughs) and I wasn't even enrolled in a credential program. But I applied (laughs) and they're like, yeah, here's a job, have a math and science teacher job. And um, I was like, OK, I guess I'm going to enroll in a program now because I got a teaching job. Nice. And so, like, like I said, all I had was my CSETs. Um, so I, I think, at, I don't know, in my experience, um, I don't see that high turnover because I, I've been blessed by having like a really good support staff where I'm at at my school site. Um, even though we've had different, you know, we have had a couple of principals, but they've both been awesome in their own way. Um, so I don't see that super high turnover, but I do see it, like, in our field, and I think it has a lot to do with the increasing demands of what's asked of us with no compensation for it, and this year especially, dude, this year I feel like we're gonna see such high turnover because of how COVID really, like, turned the education world upside down, like, everything upside down, but, like, specifically, like, what was asked of us teachers, I, I don't think I've ever worked this hard ever now i've only this is only my sixth year of teaching but i can hear that i mean i've heard teachers that have been teaching like 20 plus years say the same exact thing administrators all that we've never been asked this much of us and then you have you know not much to show for it you know you got this huge educational gap that's going to happen with the kids because you know connectivity issues like there was it was really a huge issue of equity right so like Mm -hmm. if you taught in a district where kids have good internet and kids have access to it um they're going to do just fine and you're going to have a smoother experience but if you teach in our district and like at our school sites which are low socioeconomic where kids are working on like 4G hotspots and zoom is trying to push a 720p minimum uh connection right like they're trying yeah, to push sure, like yeah. high quality Dude, on a 4G it just I, all, uh, it makes sense <laughs> all year man is just kids getting lost on connections like we you know in and out um you'd see kids like all class, basically, they'd sign in, sign off, sign in, sign off, and they'd be like, hey, I can't get a stable connection. I'd have even days over here, and I have what I think would be pretty good internet, um, days where my internet wasn't working well. Um, it, it's so much asked of us. I, going back to your question, it was so much asked of us. I feel like it's more and more every year, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. do SEL, which like I, I think that that's the core of teaching anyway. Like You have to get to know who your students are. You have to build relationships mm-hmm. with them, but. Now, it's a component that is kind of like, I don't know, a a lot of teachers sign up because they want to teach um, a subject and all that, and they don't really know what they're getting themselves into, I guess you could say, you know, and so when they see that there's like all this extra that goes around with it and goes with it, um, I think that, you know, people just aren't ready for that, and then I would say that we're heavily underpaid, and I think parents maybe started to see that this year once they had to, like, teach their own kids for the past year <laughs> or like try to help out. I think they realized like maybe some of them realized how much we do actually help out and how much we are, like how essential we really are, even though we were deemed non-essential. So I think that's why, man, I think that there's just so much asked of us. There's so much pressure. Um, and, and I feel like you can go on forever with this, but whenever you, it, you can look at like the core of the issue here. Like I teach math, which is considered a core subject And so whenever you have standardized testing, like a school is going to get money based off of their test scores. So there's this huge pressure on like math and English teachers to produce these scores. And so it's like this kind of like this message that they tell you, right, where it's like, don't don't teach the test. But if we get low test scores, we're in trouble. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like a tug of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're like, hey, make it interactive for the kids. But hey, those test scores. And then, oh, wait, next week we have benchmarks. And then in another month, we have star tests. And then in a couple of weeks, we got another benchmark. You know what I mean? So it's like they're yeah. always testing and testing and testing the kids. And the stress, ultimately, it's like an assessment of us. Like the back, like the state test at the end of the year, is more an assessment of the teacher than it is of a student. So it's it's one of those things where it's a really stressful job. It's not like physical labor, obviously, but it is super heavy mental labor that oh. I think a lot of people just feel overwhelmed, and then they just kind of feel like that's not – for them you know like that's something they don't want to do for a long time so they end up leaving pretty quickly interesting
0: well how many okay just in the last year since we're on the topic of covid how many teachers actually came back veteran teachers
1: um so like what what do you mean by that do you mean
0: well because you said that the load gets pretty hard and then especially now because of covid it became a little more difficult so how many teachers like came back to Um,
1: teach? So, well, since COVID hit, like, at the end of last school year, I would say the majority of them came back. Like, I'm pretty sure there was only, like, a couple retirements, and they were going to retire anyway. Like, it was announced at the beginning of the school year. So, I, um, it would be interesting to see next summer. Do you know what I mean? Because oh, right. since, since COVID hit end of ni- the 2019-2020 school year, all of us kind of thought that it was still temporary coming into the fall. Like, we're like, oh, we'll probably be back by, like, November. So I would say the majority came back unless they already had like plans to retire beforehand anyway, or plans to you know leave teaching anyway. Um, so I would the majority of them came back. I the staff at my school, for example, um, we only lost a couple who had planned to leave anyway. But I'm interested. I, that's a, something that I'm curious to see at the beginning of next year because this has been the full year of like all COVID.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And so it's it's been this has been the year that's been super stressful. Last year was kind of it was kind of easy for them because we got sent home March 17th. I continued to meet with my kids because I was already doing a master's program through Zoom anyway. So I, before we left, I told the kids like, Hey, we're, we're going to use Zoom. We're going to um, stay in touch with this. We're going to talk like, you know, every day through Google classroom. That's awesome. um, but other teachers, I feel like, because it was like, so, you know, like, Hey, what do we do? They, they kind of had it easy in the sense of right. they, there weren't, there was no directive from the district to, do anything just yet they were like hey we got these distance packets um so what that ended up doing was making it you know kind of easier for some teachers because there wasn't something put out saying like hey you have to do this it was just like these packets that we had to keep in touch and you know use google classroom or whatever um but this year it was it was in the the plan like you have to use zoom to teach and so that created this huge like cognitive overload for a lot of teachers. And um, it was such like extraneous load for, the, for them because it's like, OK, like, what are we supposed to focus on? We're supposed to teach our subject. But now we got to learn how to do this whole entire new technology, like this software that we don't know how to use. And then you have like different levels of prior knowledge with tech. Right. You got some teachers who are like, OK, tech is easy. And you have other teachers who are like, I don't use tech at all in my teaching. So it created this huge learning curve for a lot of teachers. So I'd be curious to also see what damage is going to be done as far as like who's left <laughs> you know but right? I would yet. say I would say teachers are pretty resilient though man like I, at least the teachers that I work with they're they're pretty resilient and this is just another bump in the road I would say at least on my side like I said I my district is um very rich in support so I would say that you know the majority are going to still be standing but I'm sure it has definitely taken its toll on some teachers to the point where they want to leave for sure Right.
0: No, that's that's awesome that, you know, you have a good support system. I wish that for basically all the teachers. I'm also going into teaching. So I'm really curious, like you said, to see what's going to happen soon in the Mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I found it interesting that you were saying how teachers are underpaid.
1: Yeah.
0: The thing about it is that I'm like I said, I'm going into teaching and this is my first semester at CSUB. And I'm taking an intro to teaching class. And Mm -hmm. if there's one thing that I can tell you is that they clearly, they clearly tell people, look, if you're doing teaching for like money purposes, you're mistaken. Because that is not, teachers definitely don't get paid enough for what they do. Mm -hmm. And now you're saying that on top of that, COVID has added an extra load.
1: Yes, for sure. I mean, you you have to, so basically there's like this looming state audit that is like hey before the state audit or in case the state audit so the state which they audit all the time anyway but you know obviously they need to make sure that like there's going to be like a huge learning loss and they're trying to kind of mitigate like how how were you able to prove that like this kid was here when you said he was or or learning occurred so we've had to come up with you know and each teacher is autonomous to like create their own way of doing this but you know as a team with my math team we decided that we're going to have checkouts right like every day they have to fill out this thing like what was your learning outcome was the learning outcome achieved or was it not where are you alongside you know like how how far are you how much learning more, how much more do you need to get there blah 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 right it's it's like a questionnaire But we got to go through every single one of those every single day. We got to produce one of those for every single day. So like in the classroom where a kid can just give you like a checkout slip, like an exit ticket, right? Where you're just like, hey, answer these two questions. And then you just kind of look over if they got it right or wrong. You can even have them correct it themselves because that tends to be easier. Like you can figure out ways where... You don't have to put all that workload on yourself, but now you do have to do all of that. And you have to make sure that everything is taken care of, that the dates are matching with your lesson plans. We have to turn in lesson plans every single week. We got to sign them and certify that they're correct. Then we got to send them back like stuff that we've never had to do. Right. And we have to do it every single week. Like I get text messages from my, academic coach and my intervention specialist were like hey man we need these plans um you're behind a week like we need these plans and it's like oh man i forgot about that so it's like sending those plans to them make sure that they match up with the assignments that we did in google classroom they have to match up all of that making sure that the synchronous and asynchronous have to be correct according to the state so it's all this extra work um that we have to do and of course like no one's sitting here being like hey pay us more but like i know all of us are thinking like dumb that's this is a lot of extra work. We're working outside of our hours more than ever now. Like a teacher always does. That's something that they'll probably tell you in the credential program. Like your duty hours might be like 730 to 245. You're going to work beyond 245 and you're going to kind of just get over it. But this year more than ever, you know, it's just right. so much. You've, you've had to basically figure it out. It's kind of like a sink or swim to the max where you've had to figure out how are you going to be able to accurately show through grades that kids have been learning using assignments that you are trying to grade but obviously you don't have all the time in the world to grade every single thing like how is the grade going to accurately reflect what they actually know in the class yeah, do you know no, what I mean I, like I, you've I've had to figure that. this yeah. with, without having them in person to actually know no like, that's hard the majority of I, I would say that the assessment of a teacher the majority of it in a class is done through observation like you're looking at what they're doing. You can see if their work is wrong. Like you can see if the work looks good. You can, through their questioning um, and through your progress monitoring, you can see like, okay, this kid's starting to get it or they're not. You've had none of that this year. You've had the majority cameras off, limited interaction from students, cameras off, mics off, and then you just get like work submitted from them, which you have no idea like, hey, did they struggle on it? Did they receive help? Did a parent help them? Did an older sibling? You have to provide answer keys for them because, you know, you don't want them to learn it wrong. So was it just, did they just use the answer key? You try to get them to show work, especially like in something like math. Now there's things like photo math that can, you know, you can take a picture of a problem and it can show them how to do it. So we're kind of just blind right now. And we're and I feel like we're much better at it now than we were like in August. I think we're way better at what we do. Um, I, I have a pretty good idea of kids who get it and kids who don't. Um, But it's been, like, a year-long process, you know? So, like, if we were to do distance learning next year, I would be way better at it. And I think teachers in general would be way better at it. But it's been a a tough journey, man, to say the least. It's been tough.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, that's crazy. Like, Dane, maybe I should uh, (laughs) rethink my career. (laughs) Nah,
1: man. I mean, it's honestly, like, there's still... The, the most important thing is, is to build a community. And I feel like I can firmly say the community has been built with my kids still. Um, I can, I feel like the community is there. Like the kids still, I mean, even though it's limited interactions, the kids are still reaching out and being like, Hey, I like this class. Like, you know, they say things like, I don't really like math or science, but I do enjoy your class. So stuff like that, where it's like, you still have to do your best to kind of sell it to them. You know, like right. where it's like, you are the entertainer. And you have to keep in mind you're entertaining them and you're entertaining maybe some families that are just kind of like following along because they're at home. But things have also gotten better because, um, for example, our district, we went back in person, the kids who wanted to go back in person a month ago. And that has kind of it's doubled our work in a sense of now we have to teach to kids in person. And then in the afternoon, we got to teach the kids who stayed home. So we're doing kind of double for one period. But it's really built and established like an actual community with the kids who are going to school. So I, I really do like that. I love the in-person teaching, even though there's like no more than 14 kids in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of nice because that's kind of the that's the teaching that you really w- wish for is like a small group. So it, it works out fine. I I feel like I try to find the positive and everything. And I feel like teachers are kind of like that where it's like we just go with the flow. But it's gotten better. You know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like we've learned a lot through this whole digital thing that like we're going to take a lot with Whatever we do next year, however the schedule looks, which is looking like it's just going to be wide open. We're going to keep a lot of that digital stuff because we've saved a lot of paper and we've saved a lot of time figuring out how to grade quicker and go through stuff. So there's definitely been some benefits and we've it's basically like evolved the profession within a year. Like it's changed how things work, Um, but it's not all bad stuff, man. It's there's definitely some good to it. And there's definitely some positives still happening, so I, I think if we just build off of that, man, for next year, it'll be it'll be good. I, you shouldn't rethink it just because it's gonna get better. You know what I mean? And and whatever trouble you have along the way only makes for you to be a stronger teacher. So
0: right, true. That makes sense. That like like you said, you know, you'll just
1: end up figuring it out. Yeah, man. You just it, you you roll with the, with the flow very much. It's it's sad. Very much a sink or swim career at times right and that's just Mm -hmm. especially in a world like this i mean usually you'll have support from an academic coach or support provider but this year because everybody's been so bogged down you know it's not just been the teachers it's been support staff it's been admin i'm sure you know the district as well like all these things that are being asked of everybody so everybody's so bogged down with stuff
0: oh yeah no i I bet it's overwhelming yeah well thank you so much for all the very useful information i really enjoyed listening to your perspective on teachers and you know everything related to education and yeah and that's it that's
1: basically it that's all i had for today (laughs) awesome man thanks so much dude no thank you man i
0: would like to thank marcel for doing this interview with me i would also like to thank everybody for tuning in today please follow the runner on all of our social media platforms facebook instagram twitter and thank you all and see you guys next time